Hello and welcome to the Decelerator. We have one of our amazing ventures here today, Yido Bread, who is making tasty keto for everyone. So, Yido Bread, why don't you guys introduce yourselves and tell me a little bit more about your venture? Sure. So, I'll go first. So, I'm Tianxia. I'm currently a fourth year grad student in the chemistry department working on yeast that make a fight. And of course, and actually also baking in my free time. So I kind of, when I started to gather a team, I have the idea of hoping to make ketogenic diet, which requires a high content of fat, accessible and also tasty. I want to make keto staple food. My name is Alexis. I'm a rising sixth year um, in the molecular biology department. While at Princeton, I've been focusing primarily on the effects of ketogenic diet on physiology and metabolism, but I also have a strong interest in metabolic effects of diet in general and also of exercise. In my spare time as well, I love to bake and cook. I had a baking business back like when I graduated high school which was fun, but like way too much work. And I ended up pivoting to go into the sciences. It's um, still a lot of work. Yeah, still a lot of work, but somehow it doesn't feel as painful. <laughs> and now I'm getting ready to graduate later this year and see what life holds in store next. Wow. Tell me more about this bakery that you're talking about. Yeah, so when I graduated high school, um, my best friend and I started a baking business called Le Petit Gourmand. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And we were making pies, cakes, cupcakes, cookies, and even some like savory desserts like Beef Wellington for like basically clients that were friends, family. We would work for like 12 hours or more per day just to try to like make the volume that we needed to like fulfill orders. And Eventually, we went to culinary school actually together, but I ended up only doing it for a semester. Like we both only went for a semester and then I transferred out and started going into the sciences. But my friend actually went to Italy to study culinary, basically to get her culinary degree and then went off to become a chef. But she's also now since left the field because it was too much work and too many hours. <laughs> but yeah, so we had a baking business for about a year. And yeah, it was a good time. We, had a, we developed a bunch of recipes and I still use a lot of them today. So. Yeah, so we do have like a sort of professional bakery <laughs> owner, like yeah. previous bakery owner on the team. Susan and I are from the same hometown, and that's like basically where we got inspired of our first prototype as a keto wrap, actually, instead of a keto bread. Yeah, so my name is Xue Qinghai. I go by Zoe because my name is sort of hard to pronounce for English speakers. I'm a writing third year PhD at Office of Population Research and SPIA. So we have a, like a small department. And I don't have any cooking background as like really cool. <laughs> I would be surprised. But like, like not, not, not something professional, but you know, I just like been enjoying cooking a lot. You know, when you enter grad school, you have to find some way to, you know, have yourself relax. <laughs> and cooking is one of my too. Basically, for right now, when before our keto rap can go into automation, she is actually master chef here, even though she seemed to be a, the one had the least like, experience, but she's like actually super into the details of cooking this rap. And uh, uh, what I was doing, I just will complain that like my temperature is not on the right part. My technique is not as smooth as it should be. So don't be fooled. Like she's actually right now the master behind the scenes. <laughs> So you're hearing like I'm getting some complaints about like being too strict with some mate. You're the Gordon Ramsay of the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm the Gordon Ramsay of the team. <laughs> Sorry guys. Um, I don't know, like we start to have this first prototype. It's called Keto Wrap. It's also called JBGC. Uh, it's kind of like a shorthand of how how it's called uh, in, in Chinese um, in our hometown. Or 
like Jia Jia mentioned, like we are from the same hometown, so that's yeah. basically how we how we met in Princeton. Like the first thing we did after we met, also the the activities we we got to know each other is how to, is to making crepe together. Mm-hmm. The so, the hometown style yeah, crepe. It's not actually not. I'm just gonna want to clarify. There, it's not like French style crepe. So there's a very different criteria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not exactly crepe, but I but we thought crepe is the most yeah. similar word in English that we can find it. Like equivalent. Yeah. So Xiaoxian basically have a lot of backgrounds in business school, some business school courses in the uh, finance. Uh, when she was back in her undergrad, that it was from Emory University, and then Xiaoxian then goes on to take a master in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. So technically, Xiaoxian is the one who will be responsible for sourcing and financing. Uh, and that's why Sora she's like right now in the dark side of the work business, but also in the same time, and she's for our prototype, she's actually the master chef behind all this. And uh, because actually when I first met Susan, like what I was saying, oh, that would be so fun to cook our hometown style rap. That was not keto at all. I was super high in carbs and uh, we did that and we, we found it so interesting. And later on, I'm so busy with you know my lab work and whatsoever and she's keep going with cooking my hometown script. And so there was a one Thanksgiving trip I organized like and she was coming along and then she basically handled like 10 people's breakfast done perfectly. And then I was like just saying, oh great so great you know do you need eggs i would just be the supporting one so this is like you know still how it goes like it seems to be i am the one who holds the instagram account like that posting like making bread and looks like cool and a little bit fun and then she didn't post nothing on her instagram but in reality it's like our must chef is not me not even alexis it's chasing that like the least at least you can expect probably from the team instagram versus reality yeah exactly so you guys were talking about how you used to make crepes but you didn't say that they were keto friendly at that point so what really inspired you to come up with Edo bread and how did you guys come up with this idea? The Edo bread, when we started, the idea is actually a bread because I said I bake and I do bake a lot of different kinds of bread. Like I do bake like different formulations of bread that I cook. Like most of them are milk-free actually. I'm lactose intolerant. So like I'm baking a lot of milk-free bread. I was thinking that like, because in, on market, I don't see many delicious keto bread. And after we, you know, started with Eda, we tasted it. We don't want to see too much of bad things about it, Kildren bread, but like I will be honest to suggest before any new brands coming up, don't try them yet. <laughs> and so because we did the trying, it's not it's not the best way to spend your money on. Probably regret it. <laughs> so, so anyway, so I want to make a bread because I think for people who have you know diabetic conditions, so there's a certain conditions that they cannot eat bread they do miss it because bread is sort of the carrier for many things and especially in the western diet and because i'm also working on with this yeast you know synthetic biology that's supposed to make more fat so i was thinking oh that would be a very fun area to explore if i apply that in the culinary side so so we do start wanting to make a bread but because the e-lab and also given the background startup, we do need to move quickly, relatively, especially in the beginning. We do want to have a prototype ready, you know, within the first month into the e-lab. And as we're experimenting at that, like from me also reading actually literatures of like scientific literatures on how to, you know, make bread and then, you know, culture and use in the actual 
kitchen condition. So we figured that it's not going to be available in the summer. It's, go, it's more like a fermenting science almost uh, in terms of making that bread content. So there was one that we're desperate. We, you know, we, we tried several recipes. It's like we got uh, the bread working a little bit. Alexis actually mm. tried a little bit on the bright side. Like, so we got it working better than it is, but it's not ketogenic just because of how much carb it has been in the floor. I think somehow we start to want to just cook a ketogenic food. And we were brainstorming first actually on stack. It wasn't in person. And then like quickly, like we got together and Susan decided to cook this patia wrap she loved doing so much and so professionally. And uh, Alexis was about in. Prior to this crepe prototype being made, I had never had like the original Chinese version. Um, and honestly, didn't really have a lot of experience eating crepes in general. But, you know, I am a foodie, so I love trying new things, especially. And I remember when we met up here at Tian Che's house to cook the first crepe. And, you know, we prepared it and it looks very impressive as it's cooking. It like puffs up and it looks very beautiful. And, you know, we filled it with fillings that we had prepared and I took the first bite and I was just shocked. It was so delicious. I was like, I cannot believe this is a keto product. Not only that, but like anybody would love it. It's just so tasty and like it has all these different textures and flavors going on that it's just such a yummy, you know, food to basically eat anytime by anyone, anywhere. And we also experimented with like freezing it and basically like heating it up in the microwave or freezing it and heating it up in the air fryer. And it still stays delicious and the texture stays perfect somehow. So we're really excited about that because it opens up kind of prospects for, you know, maybe selling frozen products or mass producing them and selling them in some sort of store. So yeah, I think there's lots of options and yeah. And we're really excited. We basically built up on it. We actually, we are, we pivoted and we pivoted now exactly saying, you know, we don't have the exact fermented bread as our first product, but it's a keto wrap or keto crab that like as our first product. And actually it's somehow like a similar to bread, like because it can hold many different sauces and then fillings and then uh, even though it's softer than a sandwich, but like you can still wrap it and just you know, as a regular wrap. And Alexa, I think in one lesson, Alexa even say, oh, this should be the best thing since sliced bread. So, yes. <laughs> so that's how we ended up. And then we're happy about this pivoting in terms of like how it quickly helped us evolve our thoughts on it. And then right now as we're developing more recipe on it, we're actually, hopefully, we're actually going to experiment back the East part, but like for, for a fried, fried dough instead of like a fermented bread. But that, I don't know, that could be a story, you know, we're going to update later. So it sounds like you guys have an amazing product, a wonderful team from Gordon Ramsay, a professional baker and an Instagram star. So you guys are really, really killing it. You guys talked a little bit about this, but do you guys want to tell me more about your progress during eLab? Yeah, so right now we are at the step of getting us incorporated because like uh, we need to get first a lot of like food diability to sort out before we can go like a official public testing. And then I think that's the step we're focused on this one. And we actually, from that initial uh, recipe, we actually developed different recipes. And actually today we did the blood glucose test and to show at least among three of us, the after eating this like product and then getting really full, we don't have like a huge blood glucose spike, at, at least within the range. So after eating this uh, full meal of our kilo wrap, it's, it's, I think it's a ketogenic in there. So that's 
one of our checklists. Basically, we have several parts. So one part is the business development. Uh, we're trying to get incorporated and then, then go to test uh, business models and then try to sort out the cost. And in terms of the technolo well, technology slash recipe development, we have made a lot of progress in eLab. You know, we now down our prototype and we, we expanded potential combinations. So right now, we also calculated the macros. And then so right now, we're going to you know, try to de decide the pricing. Also, like how can we produce in, in mass production? That currently, we're looking like semi-automation or automation. And for that price, we, we just started with some like basic tests. And, Hopefully we can get more done and even attracting more talents or like, you know, advisors along the way with overtime in eLab. And the third part is actually trying to do a more social impact in terms of this targeting people in need, like people, for example, who has diabetic need to control their blood glucose. And so the first step is doing, you know, some internal testing with over three after eating the products. But uh, as we move forward, we're hopefully we're also going to collaborate with another startup within the eLab, which is called Barry, uh, so who's like helping um, people to decide the nutrition table and also aiming to help like uh, diabetic people to choose better food products. And we're, we're hoping to do something in collaboration with them and then to, to for fulfill our like social impact mission uh, we, we hope is that will take uh, a part of it and then yeah maybe i can just jump in quickly for some background so just for anybody who might not know a ketogenic diet is a high fat low carbohydrate diet moderate protein generally um, it's been used for over a century to treat medical conditions uh, including epilepsy so refractable uh, epilepsy in children, which basically isn't able to be treated with medications, basically is very successfully treated using a ketogenic diet. Over 50% of these kids are basically symptom-free once they're on a ketogenic diet. And more recently, this diet has been explored in the context of treating different uh, cancers in combination with chemotherapy, as well as as, as the loan treatment. In addition to that, as Tianzhan mentioned, type 2 diabetes is a major application of this, basically to help you control your blood glucose levels if you're a type 2 diabetic. Type 1 diabetes is also another application because people with type 1 diabetes can't produce insulin. They also need to watch their blood glucose levels very closely. So having a very low carbohydrate diet can help to, them to achieve that. And so there's a lot of you know applications for this within the medical community and people who are trying to manage pre-existing conditions. And in addition to that, people who are trying to maintain high cognitive function throughout the workday basically can avoid these blood glucose swings from high carbohydrate meals by eating lower carb and higher fat and higher protein meals during the day and keep their, basically their cognition sharp. Oh, I actually want to quickly jump in. So actually we did, uh, we did like unofficial testing within the friend family circle on campus for our pop-up, about like 20 to 30 people showed up. And it was nice, like some of them want to have this at their lunch, uh, in their, in hopefully in campus cafe. We don't know how to get our product into campus dining yet. And also we did like a sort of semi-catering to try out how it will stay in the in the delivery process to one of my friends like home party and then actually many people still love the taste they also give us a lot of feedback to improve the minor details of recipe and one other thing that was very amazing through eLab was like we were featured in Bulletin last week, I think. And then from that, I actually got two alumni's email like during the weekend. So one of them has been a female founder. And then she she contacted me because she's interested in ketogenic diet and participating 
in Kyogenda and want to, you know, see, try our product. And that was after reading the bulletin. And the other email was from a Princeton Network, the VC. And he mentioned that he was trying to do Kyogen diet, but like there's no good options on the market. So he was only able to do low carb and then try some not so tasty ketogenic dessert on his own, you know, his own like kitchen. And he was, he's right, very interested in trying our product once it's commercially available. So that was super encouraging. And I didn't know that could happen at all. <laughs> and yeah. Wow. Yeah, uh, I just I just want to you know circle back to the social impacts we're trying to make with our business a little bit. So like as Alexis has mentioned, like ketogenic diet is suited for a particular group of people, like especially people with diabetes. And like initially when we started Eto Bread, we were wanting to do a ketogenic version of bread. So we we're thinking of this this sort of product that we can help those people within diabetic situations and. As we do some research, we found like the, the ketogenic version of products are really expensive in the market. So, um, you know, people with a um, certain amount of money, they can they can get access to those food. But what if people just don't have a lot of money? And what if people with in, in poverty, they, they just simply cannot afford those kind of food. So one of the initial thought of our project is to, you know, bring down the price a little bit to produce like delicious ketogenic food. So people with people with, in the lower socioeconomic situation can enjoy them. Yeah, so we always have this cost effectiveness, you know, man. And then like initially we thought we, we want to target certain people, but Alexis is actually practicing a lot of ketogenic diet. So ketogenic diet is actually also really good for like, you know, general population to consume as long as it's tasty. The only issue is like sometimes the options are not as tasty as the, the carb intensive or low carb option. So right now we are so excited because most of people come to our tasting events. So they don't have, they actually not coming because of their pre-existing condition. They're just either interested in practicing a new type of diet or just come because they saw this like food is good looking and tasty and they tried it and then they confirmed their hypothesis and they're happy. So, so right now, like we're just thinking maybe we can do more. Like we can just like, you know, also generalize this diet so there's you know everyone can enjoy it and then also in the meantime hopefully at some point we can help more for people in need yes that really sounds absolutely wonderful so you guys have really accomplished so much during your time here and it's only week seven i can't wait to see what you guys are going to do in the next few weeks but i'd love to take a magnifying glass to your own personal experiences your company, Hito Bread, has done so much, but specifically, what have you guys been working on that you guys have found a lot of satisfaction from? What have been some of your greatest personal achievements on this project? Okay, I feel I'm going first. Well, I the, the reason I'm taking the mic, I guess, is the pressure of being the so-called leader of the team. It's not like I always need to go first. And whoever goes first, I've got to speak more, I guess. Well, I think there's many things I learned. I mean, it's very funny. So for me, it actually coming to eLab actually helps my research. I don't know whether that, that actually makes sense, but it do help me to look at out of the theoretical or more controlled environment, but looking at problems in terms of their actual contact. And for me, it was, I would say like, you know, we pivoted. So it actually my first hypothesis didn't go, you know, as well as I thought it could be, even with all the expertise I may have accumulated in the past few years. 
But then moving forward, there are more and more like opportunities to emerge. Like it's not about like closing a door. It's just like I feel I am on a road that like I just don't know what the next beautiful thing is. Like and then when it comes up, it's so amazing. And and then sometimes it can even point opportunities looking back. So everything goes together um, for me. And to put in a more concise word, I think of doing a start with a self-discovery and then it really trains me a lot in terms of leadership, project management, communications, and also not exactly resilience, but like a sort of this appreciation of unexpected. And I think for the role of startup, it's like there's tons of unexpected, but they're actually amazing. I just thought of this while you were speaking. I feel like my experience in eLab has kind of paralleled my experience in graduate school in general. So when I first started in the lab, I had a project, it was an exercise project and it was, it turned out to be very technically challenging. And it was like basically beating a dead horse for months without getting any data and feeling very lost. No, and no struggled. horse damage, just say it. <laughs> just a phrase. <laughs> but basically I, I think from that experience, and then I ended up basically talking to my boss and we kind of regrouped and I started a new project and I ended up publishing on that project within eight months. And the parallel to eLab is basically that we had this prototype, we were trying to develop this bread prototype that, that proved to be much more difficult than we initially thought. And after you know a few weeks of trying to get this prototype off the ground to have something to show by demo day, we ended up pivoting and the pivot ended up being super successful and kind of really took off. And I think that kind of got all of us excited because I think morale was kind of low prior to that, just because things weren't going the way we thought or expected them to. And, you know, pivoting turned out to be a great thing for us. And I think that people shouldn't be afraid of, you know, things not going according to plan. Often things don't go according to plan. So I think it's something that's a very important lesson for me. And it's something that I've just come across time and time again while I've been in graduate school and going through life in general. So I think it was it was a great experience to have that kind of paralleled once again. <laughs> Yeah, so we were just joking like this afternoon, like food business is the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we actually enjoy a lot like creating the food, or, or maybe just me. <laughs> I know James complains about me being too <laughs> but, but at least I enjoy a ton of uh, my time making crepes. I think they're very therapeutic. I'm a little like late compared to Tianxian and Lexus in terms of finishing grad school. I just started like two years ago. So I'm like still figuring out like how things should go for my career and also like everything like that. But also I think this has been very uh, therapeutic and exciting uh, because like after the pandemic, I think I spent too much time in my own little room. So I, I really feel like it's very nice to be connected with my teammates. And also, especially we are making something that is from my hometown. Like uh, me and Chen Xiao, we are international students. We cannot go back home because of like, yeah. like complex situation. Things between US and China and also like other other things, but very complex. So we, we haven't been able to go home for, for a long time. So, okay. and also making this sort of food actually. It's very good because like my hometown produced comedy and this <laughs> rap. So that's a, that's, a, that's a true thing. So like uh, I always say, actually in my college, I say, I was saying my hometown produced happiness and I have, like to yeah. bring happiness to the world. <laughs> and we're actually doing that. It was amazing that like, even though I know like on e-labs, like Zoom screen, like most people haven't been able to eat any of the product, but they're so excited if they see our pictures and everything. We feel so encouraged. Like, it seems like we already bring joy 
to even to people who haven't been our real customer yet. Mm-hmm. And so that was a very, very good part. Like I think like being able to, you know, discover many, many little joy and be able to share it just through all the channels we have, it's, it's really good. Yeah, it's, it's our pleasure to share the happiness and uh, and everything like delicious to, to our customers. Amazing. I'm overjoyed to hear all those wonderful answers. So let's get into one of our last questions before the rapid fire, which is we talked about the past, we talked about the present. Now let's talk about the future of Yido Bread. What does that hold for you guys? So I think um, maybe I alluded to this a little bit earlier, but as we're still trying to figure out our business models, like ultimately we, we look to other businesses similar, maybe in similar situations to us, like Ben Spoon, for example. So Tiancha was mentioning that, you know, she could find Ben Spoon ice cream in California. And, you know, they started as a very small business here, but because they're so beloved and can make such delicious ice cream, they ended up ultimately scaling up to the point where they can ship it around the country so that people can enjoy it at a larger scale. So I think ultimately, like, at least one option for our vision would be to, you know, maybe start by serving people in like a local community or like a more smaller scale setting our delicious crepes. And then as our our brand takes off, we can ultimately scale that up to serve a wider community across the country or even across the world with like the frozen versions of our crepes or even some sort of franchising situation as well. But I think we're still very open to different options depending on how things play out. Yeah, so it's continuing on that. We do really hope if anyone from Campus Dining have heard about this, we really want to try to get our product in Campus Dining. I would also briefly mention about this. It was from Pop Up for the events. Like who come to the events are all grad students and post on campus. And they want to say, after eating this, like one good thing about Kilo Dining is they don't spec up blood glucose. So people don't get like, you know, food coma after eating a full meal of this. And they were hoping they can get this like as their life you know, in their um, campus and then, you know, working in all the labs. And we think, oh yeah, maybe we can get it happen. But first of all, we need to know who to talk to or who can talk to us. <laughs> so again, who's working in campus and interested in having some really interesting keto rep, <laughs> please. We're yelling and we're trying to find you. Well, but before that happens, we do need to make sure we can mass produce it either by us or by like a, a contractor. So that's what Susan has been sort of leading on like from automation. Uh, yeah. There's some secret. Like Susan's parents are are in the like engineering. like engineering. So like we have external help. <laughs> yeah. So so that's another funny story. Like back back in hometown, and we we have a lot of cribs like the the products. Uh, every morning as breakfast and my family and every other family in my hometown loves loves it so actually I was talking about this business with what we were doing to my parents my parents was like oh we can make this 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 by making some you know engineering complex engineering systems so that was like <laughs> another funny thing uh, we do with our my parents and also I want to speak about like this has been fun because we can like experimenting some some really cool stuff is our business model. So we are thinking about what if we can just have an automatic food truck that, you know, have a bunch of like ro- robots <laughs> making the cribs and that would be super cool to, to look at. And also as the world is changing so fast. So we are dominated by, we will be dominated by AI someday. And we will, <laughs> I know that's a strong statement, but 
Oh but, well, I still have I still have faith in biology. Like we will be living in harmony in the environmental world. And but anyway, so just build up on that. So we are looking into definitely looking into automation of mm-hmm. our process. And going forward, even serving in local community, we're thinking the possibility of making also automated either a storefront or or a food truck, especially given this like. I'm not sure where you look at, but I received daily mails from Building Insider. It seems after pandemics, it's harder and harder for small business to recruit workers. And also there was some dynamics between this like serving, like restaurant serving and also customers. So I think maybe like introducing more automated processes maybe will bring, especially even for small business owners, the more energy and ability to open a different world and then we hope we can do that because because we're from person we have all the network we're pretty sure that someone with a great material engineering and electronic engineering background may hear us and join our mission so i'm, I'm the salesman <laughs> i agree with you zoe i think that technology is definitely taking over i've seen cupcake vending machines and 3D printers that make pizzas. And I know Japan's famous for their food vending machines. Maybe that's something that's in the future of Yido bread. But now we're transitioning to the rapid fire questions. All right, so are we ready? Sure. Uh, I guess. <laughs> okay. Oh, go, go. Most likely to succeed. Iron Yes. Yes. All of us. All of us. Okay. Who's the happiest? I remember. I'm graduating sooner, so maybe me. Okay, sure. Sure. Okay, here here is the prize winner. All right. Most spontaneous. Okay. All righty. Who is the mom of the group? Zoe. Zoe. Yeah, Zoe. You're like, no, you're spreading the crepe, girl. Mom, like, let me do this. Like, Don't worry, just eat your stuff. Just eat it. I'll take care of everything. Oh, my God. So, 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 so this girl have a mom and also a Gordon Ramsay. What's <laughs> a horrible team. Same difference. <laughs> but I, I will say, I will say Alexis. Oh, really? She, she did the testing. Oh, right, yes. We have another core oh. technology. Yeah. The sauce. And then we name it as Alexis. This is a really amazing sauce. It's a keto. And it's tasted like spicy meal, but keto. And I guess no one can see the sauce. So come and taste our stuff. <laughs> Wait, what is the sauce? Tell me more. The sauce is called Alexis. It's a secret sauce that looks like spicy mayo, but there's more than meets the eye and meets the taste buds. And also, so there's no it. sugar. It will no, not, yeah, it will no not spike your sugar. sugar so. Amazing. All right. Who is the life of the party? Maybe you. I like to eat. I like to play. I just like have so much ideas on my mind. So yeah, I will take it. <laughs> but then like those two are making my life happening better. Even, so. Who's the funniest? I feel like we're always making jokes. Yeah. We, 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 yeah all of I remember. <laughs> all right. All righty. Who is the most adventurous? I think everyone who stepped on the journey is like adventurous. And everyone who stepped in grad school is adventurous. Yeah. So, everyone! <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
okay. And then what are your favorite things to make in terms of cooking, baking? What are your favorite things to make? One item. Oh, I can, I can do one. So I'm like, I've perfected over the pandemic making cauliflower fried rice with like different meats in it, like bacon, pork, chicken, beef. Mm, that, yeah. that, that, that's pretty keto. So that's, yeah. that's the good, probably some other, other stuff. I do love making bread, even though like, it, I know, like I do love making bread and I hope like sometimes I will share more about bread for everyone. And just like so much from amazing to see the rice and love the yeast. And uh, me, uh, to be honest, it's a crib. <laughs> yeah, that, that. <laughs> Good answer, good answer. All right, we're coming up on time. So we're going to head to the last portion of our program, which is the please and popcorn. So Alexis, why don't we start with you? All right, so you make delicious crepes. Oh. <laughs> They're perfect. Uh, Alexis, you make the perfect sauce. Oh, thank the perfect you. perfect sauce, great. Oh man, it's already back to me. Tinsha! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have stage right now. <laughs> oh wow! I feel like you're so creative. Oh, thank you. Uh, Zoe, I think you're so caring and just like a, yeah, very caring. Uh, and Tinsha, I think you're you're very creative and spontaneous. You always have a lot of really amazing thoughts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Uh, I guess that's what it takes to to start in <laughs> India. Uh, and Alexis, so I think I was so, you're so great at making, well, it's more like a compliment because I'm so happy that you'll be on my team. And oh. also, actually, maybe it's, it's outside of Eli, but like Alexis was super into all the, like this recycling and everything. I was so amazed that she actually took care of like a tons of recycling stuff in my lab. So it's all that. <laughs> Or Eli, but like it's really amazing. She has been doing that for years, and I cannot imagine. Sorry, but I'm actually struggling with taking care of my own product, and then she actually trying to take care of everyone. Iris mice, and you know, yeah. so anyway, it's really amazing. I I really glad to have Alexis. Oh, that's a good compliment, and then that reminds me, Tinsha, that I was so excited when you asked me to join your team because I felt like. Maybe we didn't connect too much in lab prior to that, but I felt like whenever we did connect, like we always had a lot in common. So it was nice to be able to get to know you more through this and share so many of our interests together. Yeah, the food. <laughs> yes. I think I think one thing we were it's not in the question, but like at the beginning, still back to our venture is we are a little bit afraid because we as we team up, we found our tastes are so similar that we got very afraid at a certain point that like, even though we love our products so much, we might be in this niche of this. And it got, it got relief a little bit once we released to, you know, friends, but they all come back with compliments for our products. So we still got scared. So we want more people to taste our products. That's all the time we have for today. But thank you guys so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure thank you, thank you. this is fun if you'd like to learn more yeto will be presenting their startup pitch at keller center's online demo day on august 11th 2021 from 11 a.m to 2 p.m est all are welcome and you can register to attend on the keller center website today
You can also contact them at support at yidobread.com.